How are you? Hang on, I'm going to stop you there, Raymond. Before we get going on this week's podcast, this is a little reminder, if you wouldn't mind, to rate and review at the end. You can also subscribe so you automatically get our latest podcast the minute we put it up. I think you mean drop. Drop what? <laughs> did you just say drops? Yes, I did. The podcast drops. It's not land. <laughs> no. I always prefer when you say, hit that subscribe button. Well, whatever you do, make it easy on yourself and subscribe. That's better. Hi there, you're listening to Jenny and Ray at home. I'm Jenny. I'm Ray. And we're at home. And you were just saying, this is the busiest week we've had in a year. Do you hate it when I rob your lines? <laughs> <laughs> I'm well used to it, Raymond. Things I tell you and I hear them coming out and then and the national broadcaster. I said that. I told him that. We had a guest on during the week, actually, and she was doing a, you know, a briefing call, as they call them, in the business and she, I'm sorry, I've worked in radio. I yeah. don't know what a briefing call is. Well, it's no when you ring somebody up who's going to be on. Oh, you mean the chats? Yeah, yeah. Beforehand, and then never called it a as a researcher call. or producer. Then never. you do up a brief and you hand it to the presenter. Okay, and that person pretends to be all knowledgeable about the person, um, and that's the way it works. Anyway, this particular person who'll remain nameless said, "No, I'm not going to say anything because I've been burnt in the past." So they refused to give the researcher anything because what had happened in the past was that they had given them this, you know, loads of information. And it wasn't used. No, it was used, but it was used by, by the presenter to make them sound knowledgeable and articulate and intelligent. Oh. And it left the guest then with nothing to say. I have such a good story. I really wish I could tell this story, but it's about a well-known person who did that, who nicked a line, which I was giving you about something. Oh, yes. And then the cameras <laughs> went on and the very fake, well, you know, Ireland, the very famous person, nicked exactly what I had just said to you that you should say. Yes. And we were like, oh my God. It actually was very funny because it was so blatant. So blatant. Anyway, very sorry. I can't, I just can't. It's for the book. It is for the book. Ah, would you be bothered? Would you be bothered? No, I think you kind of, I, I, I think, do you end up regretting those things? No, because a lot of people don't have the self-awareness to know what they were doing. They just. I don't know. No, but I mean the books. If oh, you the, write books. the books. Oh, yes. Do you yeah, regret yes. it? You kind of go, of yeah, I do. do. I want to do this. Of course you do. And then you kind of go, oh, even I Even, even I in the it? name, a tell-all book, you know, yeah. kiss and tell, warts and all. It's all negatives. Yeah. Well, that's normally done for money, though, isn't it? Yeah. If you're that desperate. Never say never. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to say, yeah, never know. So the busiest, the busiest week we've had this year. I'm wrecked. Yeah. I'm wrecked emotionally drained I am well you two and a half hours of meditating this morning you have to tell us about that I did I had that I had I watched somebody nearly drown yeah. in sea point during the week which was just very traumatic for everybody concerned and I've also met more people this week should than you, I have in a year. Should you say I witnessed as opposed to I watched? It sounds like it's some sort of spectator sport. Well, you'll have to hear the story because yeah. it, it was me watching and telling somebody what was going on. Okay, it was go on very then. weird. Yeah. So um, I hadn't I hadn't seen a friend of mine for a year. Imagine. So we met for a socially distanced cup of coffee, takeaway coffee. And we were sitting down in Seapoint. Looking out to see, absolutely beautiful day um, just during the week there. I think it was Tuesday. And um, next thing, we saw out at sea a man, but he was standing up in the sea and he kind of shouted. And we were like, what's he saying? And then he shouted, help, very, very loud help. And 
It was obvious he wasn't in trouble. And then he started pointing frantically out to sea and there in the distance. And you absolutely wouldn't have seen this person. You could see hands waving. Didn't know if it was male or female. Waving or flailing. Waving, flailing. And I just jumped up and I kind of went and then people behind me and we all kind of went, oh, well, like, what do we do? So I just grabbed my phone, rang 999. So it was put through to the um, Coast Guard and a man came on the phone and he said, tell me exactly that. So that's why I was saying I was watching. Tell me what you can see. So I was explaining the situation and I was saying that the man who had screamed help was now making his way out to the person in difficulty. But it was a really feral swim. So the Coast Guard said to me, the person I was talking to was like, stay on the phone. I want you to keep describing what you're seeing. So it was really, it was quite weird. And then another person started swimming out and we didn't think there was a lifeguard on. But then somebody came out with a board. I don't know whether it was a lifeguard, but they came out with a board. And then they, so there's three people, if you like, kind of making their way out to this one person. And um, it was awful because, uh, you know, once or twice I went, I can't see the person. And eventually, thankfully, um, the first man who shouted help reached the person. And the Coast Guard had said to me on the phone, this is very dangerous because um, the person who's in difficulty will more than likely try to drag the person down. And I said, I, I can't do it. I can't do anything about that. I'm literally telling you what's happening. And then the second person came out and then thankfully the person with the board, they were able to get the person onto the board and then they made their way back in. And uh, as it turns out, it was a woman. And then then within minutes, by the time they got in, then the Coast Guard arrived, then ambulance service, guardie full on and the woman was thankfully fine I could see that she was fine obviously wow. completely traumatised uh, it was just it was awful everybody was just um, stunned because it was a beautiful day you know it was the most beautiful mm. calm day but uh, what I think happened is that the person just didn't realise how far they swam out and it's really easy to do it's happened to me once yeah, before I remember that we've spoken yeah. about it before it happened then. to me and Kerry in Phoenix yeah, yeah. So I swam out to a boy and then turned around and realised how far I was. And I at that time for me, I just had a massive panic attack. And luckily enough, for all my years of swimming and I, I when I say trained as a lifeguard, I did lifeguard like a million years ago. I just knew to flip around my back. And that was honestly the thing I feel that saved me because it was so awful. So I think that's what happened. This poor woman that she just swam out too far. Like, like brilliantly, she was okay. And yeah. For you as well as for her, because witnessing something like that, if it had ended up, ended up um, badly. Oh, I know. That would have been traumatic for That's you. That's what I kept thinking. Like, imagine if, anyway, she, anyway, she was fine. So that was, well, that was emotionally was draining. That was. And that was after the night before uh, with me on. What was the night before? Six o'clock. Oh. <laughs> no, no, I do jest now. I do jest. <laughs> the notification sort of um, debacle, I suppose you'd call it. It was a, I was telling a friend of mine about it and he says, that's a real curb your enthusiasm yeah. moment. <laughs> and people, I, 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 no, RSVP or one of those publications wrote a piece about it because they'd write about anything. But they were saying... You uh, mean that in a nice way. I do, course. I do, yeah. I do. They cover everything. Yeah. Um, but, it, but it implied that I, it was my fault. And I suppose maybe it was What do you mean fault. it was your fault? Yeah. <laughs> that, what? <laughs> that I had a problem with my phone. You know what I mean? That it was... Ah, no, geez. It was like there was just so many elements to yeah. it. It was funny. Yeah. It was, it was funny. It was, it was surreal and mad. And then Tom breaking into the room. And like, as I said, all you needed was a dog jumping on your head and then... That would have been it. And then you 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 you've met that person. And then yeah. you met another person, 
Um, and then you were with parents of friends of Tom. Yes. Uh, two of them. So yes. you had four long conversations this week with people outside of our bubble. Yeah. Socially distanced, of course. That's draining. Yes, I'm not used to And you're not match fit. I am not, you're not I'm, match fit. I was just going to say it. <laughs> I am not match fit. And it was funny, you know, throughout the year, they've written things like when things start to open up, you know, how do you get back in the game? How do you know how to do small talk? And like these were been out for like two and a half, three hours. So it was like talking about everything and anything and all the ones of how's everybody and how have you been doing? Yeah. So it's not like, I mean, eventually would have got on to have you been watching that movie or have you been watching Netflix or blah, blah, blah. But like a lot of talking. Any, any of awkward head. silences? No, I'm, I'm, I'm so much better with silences than I was a few years ago. I, I, I don't mind them at all. I don't, I don't find it awkward at all now. I'll actually happily sit there. Yeah. <laughs> did, I, did I talk about that before? Did I talk about that, um, Brendan Kelly? He's written The Signs of Happiness. Yeah, we spoke about it. Yeah, that I'd say about when he was in early on in university. This is in the book. Mm. Um, so the Science of Happiness. Yeah, yeah, The Signs of Happiness. So if, if, if we remember that I've said this before, you can cut it out. But he, he was doing this, Japan were doing this cultural exchange with Europe. They were trying to, you know, Now, get see, I going. don't know. I think you might have said this before. Okay, well, we won't do I that. I think you did. Yeah. And he sat in front of, yeah, see, yeah, I've yeah, read yes. the book now as well, yes. so I don't know. And you interviewed him. Yeah. So there's well, we about didn't talk four, about that in the interview. I think you might have though. Right. Or you said it to me. So here we go. It could have been on this podcast before. I either read in the book or we had a chat in the kitchen. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. It's a it's a multimedia event. We just keep repeating the same stories. <laughs> did I tell you that before? Yeah, you did, but it doesn't matter. Just keep going. I have an endless, I have an infinite number of stories. Oh, you do? No, I don't. I think I've heard them all. <laughs> and I've heard you've been interviewed. So I could actually do the interview for you. If you ever, if you ever fancy doing that, I don't know how we do it. <laughs> I could type it. Funny you say that because uh, I I interviewed Marion Keyes last night as part of the Court International Literary Festival. Um, And uh, I was doing my research during the week and last August, I think it was, maybe it was July, she was still promoting her current novel, Grown Ups, and she was doing some sort of YouTube live thing for a number of independent bookstores in the UK. And because of lockdown and because of all the restrictions in place, they couldn't have somebody to interview her. So her husband himself yes. interviewed her. Uh-huh. It's a very odd thing to watch uh, because he's sitting on the on the sofa, obviously not comfortable with the whole thing. You know, that there's a camera pointing at him then, and that he has to talk. Yeah, yeah. So he's nearly trying to climb off the edge of the sofa <laughs> and she's completely up front, sitting there and staring down the barrel of the lens, doing what she does. And then he's over there in the corner and every so often she'll come. And what's your next question? And thanks for that question. Lovely question. You know, it's, it, was, it was. Yeah. So there you go. You could do that. Some sort of thing like that. Uh, Mind you, we, that's what we do in a way. Well, we don't interview each other every week, but we chat to each other. Well, what, like couples? Like you yeah. chat to each other? Yeah. 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 But they're a couple as well. Yeah. Bit, bit more to it, though, as in I think we started off working. Yes, in that's radio. true. Yes. Do you know what true. I mean? Yes, yes, yes. That's what we do. That's what we do. Yes, yeah. Yeah. As I said before, probably more comfortable in front of a microphone talking than <laughs> off without a microphone, if that makes any sense. It does make complete sense. How did you get on anyway last night? She was a delight. A delight. A delight. I love Marion Keys. She is so, 
I, I just think she's like, I'm, I hate to say this. Actually, this is going to sound so annoying and I'm sorry, but I have to say it. She is like a national treasure. I, in, I introduced she? her as a national treasure. Did you? Yes, I did. Oh, yes. No way. Yeah, That's yeah. so funny. I but said she, she was a literary legend, yeah. a national treasure. She is funny, perceptive, so smart. So funny. So just funny. all around deadly. Yeah, deadly. Yeah. So funny. Exactly all of that. Very clever. Very, very clever. And yeah, the humour. She's just brilliant. I, I was watching her been interviewed. I, I watch. I don't know many interviews I watched, but one of them, the other way we say pre-lockdown and before the pandemic uh-huh. and all that sort of thing. Yeah. And she just like effortlessly describes that as in the before time. Uh, yeah, yeah, in the before time. You know, which is just such a lovely description yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah, it is. But she used it so effortlessly and it was just... In the before time. So it was just the chats, was it? Just me and her in an empty theatre. <laughs> not, nothing, nothing weird about that. Bizarrely on Zoom. Not Zoom. Yeah, it was on Zoom, no, it was wasn't it? No, it was no, on no. YouTube, was YouTube, it? YouTube, yeah. So but, we couldn't even see the audience. But what I was going to say is, bizarrely, you two Dublin heads yes. travelled to Galway yes. for something that wasn't, well, was live, but wasn't in front of a, an audience. Yeah, yes. but it was in a venue. It was in the Town Hall Theatre in Galway as part of a festival, uh, which was based in oh, Galway. Okay, but so, anyway, she, listen, I was jealous of you. You were getting to go in the car on your own. Nobody around you, just yeah. listen to music. I, I was so jealous. And it was so obvious. Was like, it was so obvious. Was like, Instead of going, good luck, have a great time, you were sort of, bit, sort of. I know, that was about something else. Was that about the fox and the, the fox and the paper? What? <laughs> <laughs> what? I thought it was about the, the fox and the paper. So I was going out to the yeah. shop yes. right, to get things because I was yeah. going to be in the company of people outside the bubble and outside my workplace for the first time in a long time. Yeah. So I had to get smelly, smelly stuff for example. So as, as I, you were still in bed. So as I walked out, there was the, the Irish Times on the step. And I said, Tom, Tom <laughs> been really nice to my wife. Yes, it will was you, so nice. Will you bring that up to your mum? Yeah. Now, what I didn't know was. We have a fox who... Five days a week, he will wee or do his fox smell on the newspaper, but it's wrapped in plastic. So it is the, you must know fox smell. Like it is just it's pungent. absolutely yeah. stinks. And if you, if you bring it into the house or if you get it on your hands, like it's it's almost impossible to get off. But Tom, Mr. You know, happy head comes running up the stairs, kind of holding onto it. And then he goes... Oh, I think it smells of fox, mum. Foom! And fires it across the bedroom. I'm lying in the bed and the fox pee newspaper is flung into the room and I go, no! Run over, pick it up, run screaming down the stairs. Like I said, in my knickers, beautiful image. All the way, run into the kitchen, utility room, out the back and fling it outside. Yeah. I know we were laughing at that. No, but but that that wasn't a good way to start your day. No, but it was up. It was fine. Right. Anyway, you, like I was saying, you lucky bee, you yeah. got to get in the car. Play the tunes. Nobody around you, nobody talking to you, nothing. Just you and the open road. There were stretches of the, is it the M4 and the M6, where I couldn't see a car in front of me oh. and I couldn't see one behind me. What did you play? I have a playlist called Feel Good. Okay. Which which I will share with people who want it. Yeah. And that's what I played for most of the way down. And then I listened to a bit of... Grown up, the audio book, yeah. which is narrated by Marion Keys herself to get a feel for her doing it. I'd read the book. So, because um, we were going to be talking about that. Um, so that's what I did the whole way down. It was loud. I was I was doing seat dancing. You know, nice. the other way you just do that bit of that. Yeah. It's just, it was, it was good. I'm I've, really looking forward to doing that, getting in the car and just 
going, doesn't matter where, even yeah. where I'm going, just going for a big long drive. It was the disco of one. Yeah. Like, just me and, my, and I was happy out. Yeah. I was my own DJ. I was dancing on myself, dancing on my own. Nice. Yeah. It's just good. And trip up and down in one day. One evening. Yeah, well, one evening. I left here at 20 past four and I was back here at 10 past 11. Because there was no hanging around. Yeah. There was no niceties. Yeah. You were in, up there. Because you could have dragged it out. Now, if I was doing it, I think think I'll be a bit tired. I think I'll just have to spend the night in a hotel. Thank you very much. Oh, bliss. (laughs) See, that's not bliss for me. Oh, that is bliss. Because I'd be, you know, I'd, I'd be a bit wired from doing the thing. Yeah, then you come in, nobody annoying you, into big, gorgeous double beds. And then you probably have a couple of glasses of wine, which you don't need and you shouldn't have. And Watch then, TV. Yeah, no. And then you Lovely. still have to get up you the next morning. Bath. Then you still have to get up the next morning breakfast. and drive back. Nobody yeah, no. bothering you. No. Yeah. Not me. Lovely. See, I've done that for you. I've, I'm, I'm the king of going places and coming back. Yeah. It would have to be more than four hours of a journey. Okay. Before I would not come back on the same night. Right. Something like that. Maybe, maybe, maybe three and a half. Hmm. So I've been to Clonakilty and back in one night. I've been to Castle Bar and That's back in insane. one night. Clonakilty and back? Yeah. No. In one night. Do you remember, I think we did again talk about this before, but do you remember I had a group of American friends over a few years ago oh, yeah. and one of them was talking about, yeah, we're just going to, we're doing a drive. We're going to go, we're going to heading up to Belfast and then we're going to go the next day from Belfast down to Kerry or somewhere. And we all were like, to Dingle, I think it was. And we all went, what? Are you mad? No, you can't do that. And they were like, that, it wasn't yeah. anything to them. I Nothing. Don't, but Irish Road softened their cough. Yeah, I think so. See, they presumed everything was a freeway. <laughs> oh, no, and you not. just go, no, 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 no. You get to Tralee. And no, well, even, you're when you, there. even before you get to Adair, you know, so you're flying it there. You're yeah. flying. Next thing Adair. Eh, eh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and no number of thatch cottages will take the sting out of that traffic no, jam in Adair. No, no. Yeah, so that was a um, lovely woman. And here's the interesting thing. Which I didn't know. Did Marion know that she is featured in CMAT's current song? Oh. I didn't know that. Is she? Yeah. She's away awards as well. Ah, that's pretty cool. The Marion Keys of it all. Yeah. They were talking about within the earshot of somebody else. Uh-huh. Ah, little drama going on there. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Wanna hear, I want to hear all of that now. It's a great song. Yeah, so that was Marion Keys. Also this week, Charlie Mackesy was on the show. Now, uh, you introduced me to this book. The Boy, the Mole, the Fox and the Horse. Yeah. You bought it about 18 months ago, did you? I know, yeah. yeah. Well, you see, I follow him on Instagram. Um, he's the most beautiful illustrator. I don't know if you haven't seen the book. You'll see it everywhere. Like how many copies did you say? A hundred thousand? A hundred thousand in Ireland. In, that's point, what I mean. In 1. Ireland. 1.4 million globally. It's like it's, it, the book is just done incredibly well. Yeah. Um, but, it's a um, beautiful book. Beautiful book. Oh, it's so beautiful. But if you were following him on Instagram, you went through the whole process with him. It felt like you did anyway, you know, as in him with all his beautiful illustrations and drawings. And then the fact that it was, you know, thought upon as a possibly a good idea. And then him actually putting the book together and choosing the different illustrations and he'd have them all scattered around the ground and what, what ones should he choose. So when the book came out, there was such like the book is essentially a book of love, isn't it? But the the actual making of the book 
was there was such a feeling of love right, around yeah, it as well. So yeah. it was like, it's just such a special book. It is, yeah. I, like his illustrations, as you say, are beautiful, but the, the sentiment in the yeah. book is beautiful as well. So yeah, I suppose you could say it's beautiful outside and inside. And it cuts to the core of like a lot of stuff that you read in, in, in self-help books. Mm. And it, it presents it in a really simple way. Like, yeah. for example, what's the biggest waste of time? Comparing yourself to other people. Yeah, very, very good. And the little boy is asked by the mole, what do you want to be when you grow up? Mm. And the little boy says, kind. Kind, yeah. yeah. Uh, and there's loads of little gems uh, of wisdom in it uh, alongside the, the, the beautiful illustrations. It's just... And gorgeous present as well, I think. Lovely present. Um, and it's it's bound and I think, for want of a better word, curated, edited by mm. an Irish guy. So he helped him put the whole thing together. Okay, I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, a guy from Cork. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, I was, another thing I did in my active week, and oh, Jesus, I'm going to have to lie down for about <laughs> two weeks after this. I actually do feel a bit wrecked, but I took a walk up Ticknock, uh, myself and uh, my cousin, we went up there. And as we were walking around, I was, again, stunner of a day walking around. And I was saying to Neve, I went, I'd love to come up here on my own, but I think I'd be a bit, little bit freaked out. I don't know. Would I feel safe as a woman on my own? And she was like, oh, I don't know. And like, we did see the odd woman, like, you know, somebody was kind of trail running and another woman just marching along, you know, the rucksack and all the gear. But the majority of people, there was two or three. Um, anyway, at one stage, we were on our way down and uh, I, this woman was coming down and I said to her, sorry, if you don't mind me asking, I said, do you do you feel safe walking around here on your own? And then I started laughing because I said, Jesus, that sounds like a threat. Like <laughs> she was like, she started laughing. She was like, no, I've been doing it for years. I come here in wintertime and everything. And I was like, oh, brilliant. And I was like, that, that's really good to know. And she goes, eh, actually, there was only one time uh, it was a little bit freaky. I was like, oh, right. And she goes, it was actually around here. She goes, I was walking around here and I looked over to the left and there was a man dressed in camouflage and he had a gun. <laughs> <laughs> I just went, what? And I went, okay, that's like the worst. That, that's like the worst nightmare ever. And she kind of went, yeah, I just kind of, you know, picked up speed and kind of headed headed off. I, and then my cousin said, it doesn't matter what anybody says to you from now on. You will never come up here on your own. Yeah. That's all you'll be thinking of. And did she report him to the guards or anything? No, she, I mean, she said it in kind of like, you know, just like as in some nutter, you know. But yeah. I was going, man in camouflage with a gun. <laughs> like it could have just been a stick, you know, but I'm, you so know. So what have you what decided she, then? Will you be going up on your own? I don't know. I've been thinking about it since. And the man in camouflage No, but forget that. I'm trying to, <laughs> trying to think, of, you know, not think of him. I don't know. We'll see. I'd yeah. love to go up there. Sure, you can go up there with the dog, even though Stanley would be the most useless guard dog of all time. You just lick somebody to death. Yeah, and and if you were lying there and you know needing an ambulance, yeah. you just lick. No, you just sit off. there. Yeah, or you just sit there. No, he would stay with you. Yeah, you'd fall asleep like <laughs> and just lie there, and you'd be like like Lassie, go get help. He would just looking at you. No, come on. <laughs> uh, the conclusion of the runners from China story. Okay, happened this week. Yeah, I told people on on the podcast there that a good few weeks ago uh, went on found the runners <laughs> I wanted that were. <laughs> Half the normal price, but they were old stock. So yeah. I thought, blah, blah. And then I didn't get a confirmation email. So I went on to my uh, bank statement, followed this thing and it's Fu Shu, oddly. <laughs> Fu Shu. <laughs> Fu Shu, it should be called. Because it's, it's, a, it's a Chinese city and seemingly it has a name for doing counterfeit runners. Right. So it was illegal trading you were getting involved in Raymond. Yes. And uh, and I thought, oh, look, 
look, it's it's a bit of an adventure again. Uh, lesson learned. It'd be interesting to see what they look like. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Brooks is the name of this. You see a lot of people wearing them. And anyway, so waiting, waiting, waiting. Uh, eventually, one of the days during the week, I was coming back from getting the papers, and there was a package outside, and it, it looked like you know a tracksuit bottoms or a hoodie or something like that. But when I picked it up, I could feel that <laughs> there were runners inside. But these these weren't in boxes. So I opened the package and then in a plastic bag. You know, if you go into those um, shops on holidays and they have the bargain yeah. basket yeah, of shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're always, they're just always that in plastic bags. plastic bag. And, the, num- and the, yeah. the, the, the size written in marker. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. Okay. Okay. Uh, they didn't <laughs> in any way resemble the shoes I'd ordered. No. Like they weren't, no. there was no attempt like it was a different brand name completely. They're out there. Do you know what they look like? They look like adult plimsolls. House shoes. Yeah. Uh, you won't be surprised to know that there was no <laughs> facility to return them. You know, usually when, yeah. when you buy from a... Uh, no, it was just the shoes. That was it. Yes, yeah. just the shoes. Just yeah, the shoes. Yeah, yeah. There and you they, go. they know, they know. It's, it's sort of genius in a way. Mm. Because they they have that sort of Venus trap for you where they show you this lovely thing, 14 colours, all that, and you think you're getting a bargain. And even if even if it is in the back of your head, even if it is counterfeit, like, you know, be good counterfeit. Uh, and then they send you this thing with no facility to return them. But they know that because they only charged you 53 quid, mm-hmm. that you probably won't bother. Well, you know, because at that stage, you know, I'm not going to even, yeah, I'm not going to no. get anything back. Yes, yeah. So why am I even wasting 20 quid probably posting them back? Yeah. Like, what are you going to get? You're saying. not going to get anything. So they've done the, yeah. they've done the maths yeah, yeah. on, on the human out. condition. That's it. You know. I mean, you're hard pushed even to send stuff back when you have all yes, the packaging yes, that they I know, sent you. I know, I know. Yeah. So now. They know that, don't yeah. they? Yeah. There you go. Lesson now the learned. Fact that, now the fact that our local post office is closed, you'd oh, be yeah. less likely. That's it. Yeah. All the people who are getting cards and all the prezies over the last while. Sorry, that's all ended now because I have to go a little bit further. The convenience is gone. Yeah, I'm like, no, I'm not going out to that. I'm not going to that post office now. Jim Steinman died during the week. Do you know who Jim Steinman is? Mm, Now, a few famous old heads died this week. Is it the Bay City Rollers? No, that was Leslie Keown. Okay. Um, Oh, I know. Uh, uh, I know the band. Yeah, no, like he, a bat out of hell. Yeah, no, he, he wasn't in the band. Well, maybe he was, but he wrote all wrote. the all the meatloaf stuff. But he also meatloaf. wrote uh, "Total Eclipse of the Heart." Oh, holding out for a hero. Yeah, yeah. But his big moment was "Bad Out of Hell." Yeah, which was released in 1977. And uh, I had a sort of a tricky relationship with "Bad Out of Hell." Okay, because I thought I was too cool for it. Right, right. I thought I was too cool for it. Never was. Everyone was listening to it. Um. Because I was into David Bowie and stuff, and I might, you know, I was playing stuff at discos, but this is pre 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 disco time. Um, so I was publicly, I was a David Bowie fan, mm. but then I got my hands on Bad Out of Hell, and I'd sort of when nobody was listening or watching, why you blasted I'd out? Blasted out, yeah. Paradise by the dash, Dashboard Light. I don't know if you know it, but it's you know a couple in a in a car. You know, paradise by the dashboard light. Yeah. And it comes to a moment because, you know, they've reached that stage in the relationship. Mm. And she wants to know. She wants to know. Before we go any further, do you love me? Will you love me forever? Do you need me? Will you never leave me? Yeah, see. I know all the lyrics of that. Yeah. Yeah, because we all learnt it off. A gang of us in school learnt it off. We used to go walking around the school singing it. So you know then, Meat Love com- yeah. comes back with. Let us sleep on it. Baby, baby, let me sleep on it. Let me sleep on it. I'll give it an answer in the morning. I want to know right now. Do we 
classic. I think you, I think you went into another song there. I think I went into... <laughs> the um, Contours. No, I think I went into... Uh, what's her name? We just watched a documentary on her. Tina Turner. Tina Turner. So that was Jim Steinman. What great songs. They're just epic. Epic. I think um, they're on epic, actually. Or maybe CBS. <laughs> That's a terrible <laughs> muso joke. I, and obviously, I didn't <laughs> laugh. Because I'm like... What? No, Epic was a was a record. Oh label. yeah, CBS, yeah, yeah. Okay. EMI. They don't none of them. Exist. I don't know who exists anymore. It's I think there's about two labels in the world now. There used to be loads. You see, I'm um, I'm on a different plane. Yes, to you today you, because right back to a, where we started. Yeah, I had a morning of uh, a meditation retreat online, so I was doing it from ten until twelve thirty this morning. So basically, spent the morning meditating, and. Uh, chatting to people I'd never met about meditating. It was wonderful. Yeah, that's brilliant. So will you do it again? I will definitely do it again. And was it odd? Because you're sort of vulnerable and a little bit exposed when you're meditating, I would imagine. No, because you don't. It's Zoom. So you don't even have your video on if you don't. Some Uh people kept their videos on the whole time. I didn't. No, I don't need to be exactly sitting there. With your eyes closed. No. Because we don't know what we look like. Well, I can take a picture if you want to. No, it's fine. I don't need to know what I look like with my eyes closed. Thank you very much. But thanks. Thanks for the offer. It's an interesting thing, though, because <laughs> if, you're, if you're going to be meditating on Zoom yes. with your camera on, you probably want to know what you look like. No. And it's not something you can see in the mirror. But sure, it doesn't matter what you look like. It's not the whole point. <laughs> What? Isn't that the whole point? Yes, it is. It is. I know. But that's that's when you get to this, you know, the promised land of what? mindfulness You've reached and meditation. reached nirvana. And nobody, is nobody has. Reached nirvana. That's well, Buddha did. That's the did whole he? point. Did he? Buddha did. <gasps> Enlightenment. Right. Yeah. Very few people achieve it. He reached. Well, that is not the case, but I'm not going to go into it now. Just right at the end. But it's the, it's the yeah. practice of meditation. What? That's it. It's the it's called the practice of meditation. Yes. Yeah. So it's a practice. Yeah, it is a practice. Yeah, I've yeah. been I've, I've been explaining that to you now for yeah, months and months. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's it from. <laughs> uh, I thought I had an email there for you, but I can't find it now. So if you want to send us emails, you can send them to Jenny and Ray Home at gmail We love getting them, and if you wouldn't mind giving us an old rate and review at the end of this, we really appreciate it. And of course, tell your friends and enjoy the sunshine. Yeah. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.